Um, and it's called Nowhere Man UK IPA. And of course, that produces a chorus of. Nowhere man, come on, Tom. Listen, da, da. Okay. Yeah. What did you say? What a bizarre and interesting beer. See, he should have said that on the bloody show. Oh boy. All right, all right, quiet and down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios. Another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Pubcast. I can hear the pipes being pulled right now. Take it away, lads. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up that bitter. Pump up that bitter. Yes, here we are. This is a podcast or pubcast, whichever you prefer, special because today we have beers from the Western states, the fine states of Wyoming, Idaho, or a little bit of Iowa too. With me, who has brought the beers in this special edition, is one of our ex-hosts, beer consultant to the stars. <laughs> I say that, he laughs. Mr. Mark Nasky. Hello, Mark. Welcome back to Illinois. Hey, Phil. Thanks. Nice to be back. I'm glad I'm glad when you come back, because you bring beer. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to see my happy face this year quite a few times. Oh, right? good man. Yes, that's, I, a, I, that's a threat. <laughs> no, it's never a threat. I know that whenever he comes, he like drives his rented SUV up to the back of the garage, opens it up, and literally, there are bottles and and growlers and cases of beer in the back, of which he says, "Help yourself." So I take advantage of that. <laughs> Don't yeah. have to be told twice. Yeah, Phil, and now we share with all these one other wonderful people yeah. here tonight. And, and that's that careful very... that you'll find a keg too. I think. Well, yeah, sometimes, and, and... <laughs> sometimes that happens too. Yeah. And guess who that is? That's our formal guest host, Mr. Chuck Fort from Church Street. Hello, Phil. Hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, oh, no. see, you, you, you almost forgot. Yeah, there we go. Oh, you got a little husky voice. Sorry, there we go. Yeah. Um, and actually, <laughs> we're, we're very we're very fortunate today to have both of the Church Street boys, and I use the word boys loosely. Um, although I suppose TJ, who is sitting there, head brewer at Church Street, TJ, welcome. I guess Thanks. we can call so he's going to be back at the pub, Phil. We can call you a boy. I, all right, fine. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you could come down. Only when I shave. Uh, only when you shave. Oh, yeah, you didn't shave, you dirty bugger. Come on. <laughs> and then over on my left-hand side, uh, a consumer's like myself. Um, the first one is a colleague and friend of the show, Mr. Tom Ryan. How are you doing, Phil? I'm doing great. And then fresh from his stint and shift at Binny's in the cigar uh, box... Were you in Binnie's at the cigar box? I had a big. You got to talk in the microphone. Big load of cigars in today. There. Oh, I'm glad you added of cigars because yes. I've heard about your big loads, Mr. John Kowalski. Welcome. Thank you, Phil. I'm so glad you guys could come on this special edition because, as I say, Mark has brought beers. We are going to do a six pack of beers that range from Wyoming. Well, 
What comes first, Idaho or Wyoming? Idaho first. Okay. We are doing a six-pack of beers from Idaho, going into Wyoming, believe it or not, mm. and then we'll touch on Iowa, and there's mm. never an Illinois one to be found. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that uh, uh, the highway was closed, so I missed my targets in Nebraska, so I take those on next time. So if that's I-80, right? Mm -hmm. So if I-80 yes. is closed, where do you go? Uh, wait, you wait. Is that the oh, okay. <laughs> you don't get anywhere. You're stuck. All right. Well, um, gentlemen, we have uh, good beers to get through. And I started the show with um, uh, something that's a classic style. But the, the, the name of this beer is Roadkill. So did you get any on the way here? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You didn't bring any with you. No. Okay. This is from Bitter Creek Brewing, which is in Rock Springs, Wyoming. It's about, uh, I think it's about 180, nearly 200 miles east of Salt Lake. Now, to get to Salt yes, Lake, how far true. is that from Boise, Idaho? Four and a half reside? hours, but you, the roads go a little past Salt Lake City. You never have to go to Salt Lake City to come oh, here. Okay. You, you, got, you, you go to Ogden, and then you make a left turn and start coming this way. So it's exit 103 off of I-80. Make a note that, boys. Exit 103. <laughs> <laughs> Which is 103 miles. I'm just curious and, about the left turn. Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, got to make that left. Yeah, 84 ends, so you have to oh. turn right or left on oh, okay. 80. 84 ends. Uh, and actually, I'll give a shout out to my. Uh, who needs my Google Maps? <laughs> yeah, who needs Google Maps? I'll give where it ends, turn left. It's I, I get you everywhere. Here. I'll give a shout out yeah. to my brother because he is currently driving Route 66. Started mm -hmm. out in Santa Monica about a week ago. He's taking his time. He'll be here in Chicago mid April, and um, he's currently at the Grand Canyon. And I hope he stopped because it's a hell of a drop. Yeah. <laughs> but he went to Williams because I think uh, Williams is the one that Route 66 is, but that's close to the Grand Canyon, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah okay. it's about uh, 45 minutes up there away you go. or something like that. So he's having a good time out there. All right, to the beers. We've got six delightful beers. I've got four of them that I've chosen, and I'm going to put it open to the panel for beer number five and six. This one is in a crowler. So, um, do you know when you, oh, oh no, it doesn't say the date on it. It says 5.4% roadkill. <laughs> I'm gonna crack open the crowler. When did you get this? Uh, I go. got it two weeks ago, uh, Friday. Two weeks ago, Friday. Today's okay. Wednesday, it's almost two weeks Which, ago. Which, if you're in a crowler, you're okay, right? Yes, yes. All right. Um, what do you know, Mark, about this brewing company? Why did you stop there? Well, my uh, <laughs> funny thing to, it is that... Do you need I, to take a pee? Is that uh, what it was? No, oh. no, no. That's close to the highway places to do that. Oh. But anyways, <laughs> they have excellent food. They make those some of these oh. um, southwestern soups and, and chilies mm. and stuff. The food is outstanding in this little place. So that's why I really stopped there. That's my favorite place to eat in Rock Springs. So essentially what we're looking at here is a, a brew pub slash bar and grill. Yeah, and, and re full, full service restaurant. It looks very westerny. And I never met the brewmaster. He's never been there as many times as been there. He never been there. So I never talked to him. But the um, staff is very knowledgeable and they're helpful and all. all <coughs> So, so it's pleasant stop. 
So before we started talking, uh, TJ was saying that you were about to brew an Alt beer. I think that was a collaboration, you said, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, in maybe a week, two weeks. And and who's that with? Uh, we're going to collaborate with Beer Kiss in Loveland, Kentucky. So that Good is uh, Lisa, the owner of Church Street, her youngest son, child number three. That is where he he runs that brew house over there. Okay, um, yeah, and, and you said Beerkus, and that threw me off because I thought it was Berkus, which rhymes with circus, because they have jugglers and things, right? Yes, yes, so they are the circus brewery, so they are um, they are, are owned by a guy who, or they are operated by a guy who, uh, he spent his life as a, as a clown in the circus. Oh. Yeah, he's very talented, very Uh-oh. funny. His name is Paul. Shout out to Paul he's and not, Sean, he's, the he's brewer. He's a scary clown. And uh, so they have perform. They, they they do this really cool thing where like they they have performers in the brewery, even in the brew house itself, um, doing all sorts of acrobatics, that sort of thing. And then they, when they do events and things like that, they have traveling performers go alongside it. So it's really cool because it, you know you don't find a circus on every city block you know so they they give these really talented performers an avenue to perform and and do their thing and you know it helps bring people over to the beer too yeah and i know i yesterday we said we're going to tie in edge brewing company out of uh, boise idaho to the same deal okay so we're going to with burkus or with yes. yeah Street. yeah yep okay these guys are making the original that we can't quite exactly 100 percent uh, duplicate that there, but we can get close. So we, Lisa said that we we want to uh, take those guys on too because they want to work with us on all kinds of stuff if we're willing. Let's to. all make some great alt. Well, and, oh yeah, absolutely. And, and we may have an edge brewing later on if the panel votes on it. So okay, so this beer, Bitter Creek Brewing. Um, we have a lot of creeks coming up in our um, in our first two beers. Um, so, as I say, this is an out beer. So, who's had a look at the color and the aroma? Uh, I think some of us have. Sure. Uh, now, this is an alt beer, correct? Is that uh, what this is? That is what they tell me it is. It okay. is 5.4%. Now, I think this was probably, it's very possibly this beer has suffered a little bit just from being in the crowler because it's got a, a little bit of a buttery uh, character on the nose. I, am, I thought I was getting that as well. So, so. We're going to have um, to um, put that one aside and, well, maybe we can taste it as well and see whether that comes out. John Kowalski, mm. I know you like the butter character, so um, what do you think? I was surprised that Mark would bring something I thought was diacetyl. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, but it, it wasn't when I had it on tap over there, it didn't yeah. have the flavor. So he's, what he's Chuck said earlier, he's right. Beer. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, I'd say it's an underdeveloped diacetyl. I mean, it, it's noticeable if you're sensitive to it. Um, but you can, I, I think you can kind of see through it to the, to the base beer because, I mean, you know, Crowlers, you know, they're better than growlers, but they're not right. necessarily the best avenue for long distance it depends on the technique of the person uh filling the crawler too so so we were at um recently at icon oak in woodridge and um they provided um oh yeah where's the bell oh yeah thank you (laughs) close you know we'll get you trained again mark there we go um they uh were doing uh crawlers and they 
clean the crowler out first. I think he actually squirted it with, what's the gas you put in CO2. It? CO2. Squirted it, well, he cleaned it, squirted it with CO2, filled it up with the beer, and then put the top on very carefully. It was. It came out just as if it was coming out the tap, I'm sure, because the beer was delicious. Uh, as you say, when you travel with beers, you have to be careful, and you have to be careful when they put it into the crowler. Yeah, and and this one was done exactly the same way, just to describe. But there was there's something to it. It's sensitive to something because I kept it cold too all the way. So yeah, so um, maybe that's why it's mostly in the aroma. I feel like it's correct. more so in the aroma correct. than that the flavor. It, it kind of hits you a little bit up front, but then you kind of get get the beer. And once 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 you get the beer, it's a really nice balance. I think it actually has a good a good. Uh, dry maltiness in the background mm-hmm. of it yeah so all right well we're going to take a pass on the bitter creek brewing company's um quality of their beer i'm sure that you're going to go back there and say hey listen uh you got to give me some good stuff <laughs> I, I he was, said it was good when he got it though. yeah it was good yeah. on tap I, I, yeah, I it's believe because yeah. like it's, it's under develop but everything after the little bit of butteriness is really enjoyable correct yes. correct so i i need to i need to talk to see the brewer i haven't met him yet so they were voted one of the eight best breweries in wyoming and uh, when i checked that list they weren't at the bottom they were right in the middle there they do other beers called uh the Boar's Tusk, mm-hmm. which is a hoppy beer. It doesn't say what it is, but then they also do a beer named Bob. Bob. Yeah, Bob's everywhere in the in the brewery. Is he? Parking for Bob, parking for Bob's wife. And oh. Oh, they have all kinds of signs all over the place about Bob. And then, then they say, Bob says that the, the <clears throat> uh, food has no beer quality, but beer has food qualities. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's, that's their claim to fame out there. So they're pairing up with all sorts of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So Bob, a beer named Bob is smoky and sweet. But um, All right, so um, we've struck out on beer number one, or and no fault to Bitter Creek Brewing, we're going to say, but we've let you know about it. So if you're out that way on vacation, head over there and taste them on tap. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, try another Creek brewing company well this wasn't a brewing company it's a tap room so we'll come back and try that one and hopefully that will be a little bit more thumbs up i've got a big flat shovel in the back of my old truck and i'm headed down m65 just hoping i'm in luck well it may be skunk maybe coon or it may be a flattened cat there it is i'll bring it home my name is roadkill jack I ate roadkill in Ohio, down in Tennessee. I scraped the roads in Florida, along the shining sea. I've been out to old Montana, and then I came on back. Up here in northern Michigan, I'm known as Roadkill Jack. All right, beer number two on our journey is also in... Uh, Wyoming, and you have to drive from Rock Springs on I-80, another 207 miles. It's actually 310. Not according to Google who's Maps. Well, who believes? Did so. you take a detour then? No, it's easier okay. to get that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, anywhere between 207 and 310 miles, you go from Rock Springs 
to Laramie, Wyoming. Now, Laramie, Wyoming suggests um, a cowboy town still to me. I'm sure it's not like that. It's a, it's a metropolis, is it? <laughs> it's a college town. Oh, a college town. What is a college? Oh, the Wyoming State University. Oh, Wyoming State, State University. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. YSU. Mm-hmm. I don't know why yeah. YSU. Anyway, this one comes from um, another creek, as I said. This is Coal Creek Tap Room. Um, and it's called Nowhere Man UK IPA. And of course, that produces a chorus of Nowhere Man. Come on, Tom. Listen, da, da. Okay. Yeah. Is that uh, Tom is shaking really his head right now. We should have done man. that later on. This okay. So, anyway. Um, no plans for nobody. I. <laughs> You're in a band, aren't you, Chuck? Yeah, right. So anyway, um, I know nothing about this place. They do have a Facebook page, uh, and the picture on the label, I'm assuming is the Nowhere Man, is the picture of the guy with a photo uh, that's got his photo on Facebook. I did ping him and said, hey, we're about to review your beer. Can you tell us anything about it? And they ignored me. I can't believe it. So we're going to crack this little puppy open and, and give it a whirl. Um, do you know anything about the Coal Creek Taproom Mark? No, I don't know much about it because I wanted to talk to the guy and he sat in the same bar when, when the barmaid went to say, you know, this guy I want to talk to, he took his coat and left. What a bastard. So I, I, I said, well, that's kind of funny. And the girl was then embarrassed. Well, I said, don't worry about it. Some brewers are like... And <laughs> well, he may be busy. I, I, I just be nice. I don't say anything else. But this this place is funny. They have a coffee shop on the other side of the uh, room, so to speak. And then the brewery and the bar is on the other side of the same, same room, kind of. So they have two different lines of service there. Oh, well, there you go. You've got coffee yep. and everything. I'm distributing out. We're now in. Oh, you need another one there, Tom? Thank you. There we go. I'm distributing out uh, the samplers. Who's that? Who's got one? There we go. And um, this is. So if this is a UK IPA, I would have to say that the color and the look of it are quite good. Um, who has sniffed it? John. <laughs> don't get a whole bunch okay and i would suspect i've just taken this bottle out of the uh refrigerator so maybe it needs a little bit of time to uh to warming up. up so uk ipa anybody else had a uk I, I, I this is going to be something that could be interesting to the furkery folks as a cast condition beer but um i oh i'm getting a little bit of something um, yeah it's got a little bit of like a there's a very light malt sweetness on the nose. Um, you probably get some hops as it warms up, but it's still kind of cold right now. So it's 5.5%. Tom, you've tasted it. Um, first impressions. I'm a little confused, but <laughs> I don't I don't drink UK IPAs. Well, that's another problem. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's kind of my day-to-day. Um, yeah. I don't drink UK IPAs ever, so I see IPA, I immediately think something that's going to be a lot hop forward, and this isn't. Um, it's actually it's it's not bad. Um, not there's not a lot of hoppy anything there. It's a little bit bitter, but it's kind of like a special bitter with a little extra hop. Yeah, um, character. Like maybe a lightly hop Boddington something in that. Oh yeah. fuck! It's nowhere near a Boddington. Good God! <laughs> wow. This is reminding me American a lot of Boddingtons. Um, no, uh, not even an American Boddingtons. Ameri- Boddingtons is a UK beer that is like American lagers. 
are make like you know making love close to water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that That's phrase? <laughs> yeah, you're you're yeah. You're clo- yeah. No, it's something like that. So, anyway. Okay, so I, I will <laughs> so I will stick with my previous comment. Okay, good. <laughs> TJ, uh, it, it reminds me a lot because there's not a lot of a lot of breweries that make English IPAs, and uh, so one of the few that I've had a lot of that sticks out to me is uh, Three Floyds' Blackheart, I think is what it's called. I don't know what the ABV is on this one, how it stacks up to Blackheart. 5.5. Okay, this is a lot smaller, I think, than Blackheart is. But uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Blackheart. It's not the most aromatic beer, but you get kind of a little bit of a biscuit malt note in there and a good hoppy finish, and uh, I could drink a lot of this. Mm. A thumbs up from Mark. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, let me remind... Uh, the panel that the English IPAs are supposed to be like this. They they five point five percent is pretty high already for English IPA, and they are mellow in comparison to what we kind of understand IPA is. I've been I've been out there in England. I drank a lot of these things, and this is rather typical example of what they have on the islands out there, and that's why I took Thailand. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, there is only one England. The rest yeah. is somebody yeah. else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I said that on purpose. Anyways, you <laughs> Swedes are all the same. Ah. <laughs> and anyways, the beer, the beer. This is the original IPA to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah quite excellent actually. Um, it's it would be nice if it was a little less carbonated and in a cask. Mm. Conditioned form because I think it would be really good. That'd be great. And I will say that this, as it warms up, uh, will release more flavor and and it's more sure. downable. Um, yeah, you're right. Five point five. Uh, you know what? That's right on the verge. I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't think you're gonna quibble about that. But quite a nice little beer actually. So the smiley face of this chap, who actually reminds me a little bit of Dave Hawley over at the uh, beer cellar, his picture on the frontier. Um, maybe it's his brother. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy looks like that. Yeah. So um, let's have a let's have a thumbs up or down on this one because we don't have any diacetyl. We have uh, five thumbs up and one thumbs down for the man who doesn't two. drink it all the time. So that's two. fine. Two. Hey. Two. Oh, two thumbs the, down. The oh, right. Sorry, I, I missed John's thumb. <laughs> Glad about uh, that. How about this, Bill? Yeah, two thumbs down. He hates it. It's there we kind, go. It's kind but of but, but I would, okay. just from previous experience, I would be willing to try this on cask because I think it, it may be something about that to be appealing. But mm-hmm. as it is... I, this would be killer yeah. on cask. Really? So yeah, you guys wouldn't like drink this... I think this would as be it is? as it is. No, no. no. I think it'd be. I there's don't know what some, more for me. I guess <laughs> is it the sweetness? No, there's no sweetness. There's an off-putting flavor, a bitter note, mid palate there that it, it sort of. Ugh. It's kind of no. where the biscuit meets the hops. Not digging it. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a perfect place to put. Yes, yeah. I, I, I just I don't like it. I just think they're using maybe a. I don't know what the hops are if there's any listed on there, but I think they're no. they're probably using more. They probably have some UK hops in there, and those hops aren't as aromatic as what you normally I get know. with like an IPA. They, they have different. Of, they have a different, more noble character. Yeah, a little we, more earthy. A little yeah, earthier, yeah, grassier, right. maybe. We know, um, we know nothing about this beer other than if you go to you England, asked. you're probably going to get a lot of this. <laughs> well, like Tom says, or whoever said TJ, or uh, uh, it, maybe it would be a lot better if it was. Uh, a little, a little bit warmer and hampered. Absolutely, you know, yeah. if it was yeah. real ale, then maybe it would appeal to me. 
So as it is right now, I didn't care for it. I, I wanted to just while we're while we're sipping this one, I wanted to change the topic a little bit and just ask you about Best Buy dates. Um, I posted something on Facebook a while back about uh, a beer that I found on the stores of a local supermarket, uh, independent supermarket, which was uh, $8.99 for a bottle of Urban Legend Silla's Grasp. And for those of you who know Urban Legend, which has been closed for at least two years, um, it was a mosaic pale ale. So I asked uh, the panel, well, I actually asked Chuck, a panel, <laughs> uh, what what the uh, shelf life of it, TJ? What do you think about Best Buy dates and and what should breweries do about it, if anything? Well, it's it's tough, and, and well, the thing is, the distributors are supposed to to rotate beer out when they hit uh, expiration. It's it's tough now, though, and that you know, I know you know distributors have a lot on their plates because they have many different accounts. But it's it's tough because a lot of stuff does end up getting left on the shelf because they just can't get to it. You know, in a perfect world, you know, they check all their stock and they mm -hmm. they pull up. But that's from what I understand, that's supposed to be the distributor's responsibility. And it's also tough because every beer, every style of beer, really has kind of a different expiration date. Something like that. That that probably was past due. You know. Uh, one year and nine months ago, <laughs> yeah. if we're talking, yeah. if, we're, if we're assuming two years, uh, whereas is, you know, if it was like a Belgian Golden Strong Ale or a Stout, yeah, buy away. Correct, and and I know John, you you went into the same store. We won't name names at the moment because they haven't responded as of this recording. Um, you went in there and you purchased a couple of the Belgian styles that would last and were good, and they were trying to shift off the shelves. Um, but I did query this with the uh, store manager or a person who was supposed to be in charge. And uh, he didn't know much about it, but he did go back and he checked. And this was delivered to them in March of 2014. So we're looking at a wow. beer that is just about <laughs> five years old. Actually, I thought it was four years. It's five years old. Surprised now. the top hasn't popped a five year, Now, Urban <laughs> Legend obviously doesn't have a distributor anymore because they closed down, and I don't even know if they have one. It could have been self-distributed. There were also two or three bottles of The Creature, which is their black IPA, from Myths and Legends when they changed the name, right? Now Myths and Legends is no more, and it's Whiskey Hill. So when you have beers like that, is it up to the public to just bring it to the attention of the store and say you're doing a disservice to the public and does the store in return say well i don't care they're out of business so i don't care <laughs> um, well i mean you're supposed to be promoting craft beer to the public so they're hurting themselves if, if they have a new craft brewer comes along maybe and says i'm gonna you know buy this you know and just take a chance and then they have a horrible experience, and so they go back to the industrial beer or whatever they were drinking before, you know? Well, yeah. That's part of the reason why we as a brewery, too, kind of shifted our focus when it came to sales, and we started trying to target, uh, like, bars and liquor stores that are more craft beer-centric. So instead of trying to get into, like, you know, your your little local dive bar down the street that's maybe only carrying your, your big InBev beers, you know, Focus. Try to hone in more on the bars that at least have made an effort to feature some some craft brands and that maybe have a little bit higher beer IQ when it comes to how a beer should be. Well, and and you would think too that with places like that hiring beer buyers, hiring alcohol purchasers, people that do this for a living, that someone would walk by that shelf and pay attention. 
I mean, the fact that they're out of business is fine, but look, we we've known they've been out of business for a while. I, I would find it hard to believe that their beer buyer doesn't know they're out. Well, I I personally think that their their beer buyer is also their liquor buyer, and that they are more of a packaged beer location rather than a specific bombers location and uh, i will say that i'm certainly glad that we have um people like dave hawley over at the beer cellar Mm -hmm. (laughs) gotta hit it hard (laughs) he's not very practiced (laughs) you haven't done your dinger for a while have you Um, and i'm very glad to say that he and other places are certainly uh cognizant of that they they certainly look at that type of thing. Oh, and by the way, he's going to open up a little location in Geneva. Woohoo! Yes, sure. <laughs> so good for him. So I think in this particular case, it probably says that their liquor buyer, whether he's a beer buyer or a wine buyer or whatever buyer, he's not uh, not very up on craft beer, um, not styles, but you know the whole philosophy of it the trends and also keeping fresh what he has there so i don't know what they're going to do i'm waiting for a call back from them and i said hey i'll take them off your hands because we were talking before the show came on and somebody said it'd be great for cooking with so (laughs) so who knows we'll have to wait and see but all we can say is craft craft brewers if you're distributing out you know keep an eye on that you know, watch where it's going and make sure that the place it's going to is going to pay attention to the quality that they're giving to their their customers the same way as you do at your breweries. Right. Well, after that discussion, want a cigar, John? Hmm? Oh, okay, he's away. <laughs> he's a real nowhere man sitting in All right, so <laughs> I hope you were recording on that. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that one. Yeah. Well, okay. We we are recording now, though. Okay. Thank can you. I, can I say right. fart and stock now? Fart and stock. Yeah. Okay. That's not what it is. All right. I understand that. <laughs> Reading so is fundamental. So we're actually taking a uh, little backtrack a little bit here. Oh, wait a minute. Are we taking a backtrack? Yeah, we yeah, are, because Wyoming we, comes after Idaho. So we're going back to your home state. Um, I'm kind of zigzagging around here, but only by virtue of the fact that I pulled out the beers in a certain order. Um, Western Collective is a brewery and tap room in lovely Garden City, Idaho, which, as I understand it, is a suburb or uh, well, another city. Well, it's walking city. distance from uh, downtown. It's kind of almost like surrounded by Boise. It's, it's just a little, oh, okay. l- little stretch out there by uh, the river, okay? And it's... it's um, it, it's that we talked about this Johnny earlier the Chinese came in there mm-hmm. and that's that's how they that started like Chinese gardens and all that stuff there's nothing left anymore but it, that's how it started oh really yeah was it because of the railroad that came through could be I don't know that okay yeah and the, anyways there are six breweries along that little road uh, uh, 
<laughs> in Gartenstadt or, or Garden City, okay? And uh, um, they are from Texas. Hang on, let me hold it. It's me opening the can. There, Carry on. There you go. And they have their brand name, uh, one brand name they make for Texas is Guns and Oil, which is a American lager. And then uh, they brew all kinds of other beers. Um, uh, and this is their Merzen Oktoberfest. And uh, Keith, hello, Keith. Uh, I told him <laughs> that when he when first came out, it was like two beers. You had the hops and you had the malt, but they didn't blend. And over time, they, they come together. And I think this is a really good example of that. And they can in themselves, so they, they, they should be okay that. <clears throat> that can that you have they have very nice tap room with couches and lounge chairs and all that kind of thing you can go there people come in they open up i think it's seven or eight in the morning people come they work there they have coffee tea all that good stuff and then you can have beer if you want to uh so it's nice it's nice enclave out there and thanks for carrie and keith uh uh be nice to me. We we now have this beer here. Oh yeah, how nice were they to you? They very nice. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So this beer is actually, I'm assuming, named after the place they are because it's called Gartenstadt. Translated into German. Okay. That's that's exactly. And that's the Garden same City. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So this yeah. is a Marzen. Yes. Um, October first. I yes. don't actually. Oh yes, I do have the percentage. Five point seven percent. And it says on here, 2 slash 12. I've got to get my glasses out to read that. <laughs> Tell us more about Western Collective. Western Collective. <laughs> oh, can date. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, that's the can date. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, so February the 12th. Very and nice. Then okay. they have a trailer outside there in the yard that has a full kitchen. So they serve food if you're so inclined. And um, very nice patio. But I'm really impressed by the tap room with the uh, furniture there. You can really relax, sometimes even too much, like I have a tendency <laughs> to do sometimes, okay? <laughs> and there's a very nice brewery dog called Barley, and he will greet everybody with the ball. You have to throw a ball to him, you know. With these balls? Oh, a ball. A Sorry. ball, okay. a ball, like tennis ball, a I'm tennis talking. Ball. There you go. Take it easy, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, it's very very friendly environment. So anytime if you visit one brewery, this is the one you should visit. And I must admit, this is one of the newer ones I've heard Correct, of. Correct. Yes. Um, how how did you say when they were open? Well, they've been like maybe a year or so. Okay. And okay. Uh, and there's one more after that so they like the second newest i think oh cool <laughs> all right so i want to get uh, tom's impression on the look and aroma um aroma is good it's uh it looks very typically marzen and i can say that because it's one of the few german beers i actually like to drink um very kind of typical looking um it's it's good it's a nice solid non especially given my comments on the previous beer Nice, non-offensive, easy-drinking, nice beer. John, I know you like a good Marzen. This is really good. I right. like it a lot. All right, okay. so a complete 180 from John on this one. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's ask uh, TJ and Chuck, who you obviously do a Marzen. Yeah. Fest, I believe. Correct? Yeah, 
I mean, this is definitely a well-made beer. I mean, there's, there's no problems with it. It's crystal clear almost. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they filter this. They have clear they filter. Yeah, it's very clear. Yeah, they blade do. filter um, there, yeah. It's got a nice-looking head that lasts. <laughs> um, it's got sort of a... It's got sort of that nutty, caramely finish yeah. that, that some of these uh, styles tend to have, which I think is maybe more of an... Uh, an American take? Ooh, yes. They, they don't have the coxswain mashing system. They can't create it. You have to put it in. Mm -hmm. So they, they do say in their notes about this that it is their Idaho take on a Mars and Style Oktoberfest. Now they use a house lager yeast. Um, whose house did it come from? I don't know. Okay. Um, and then the, uh, the malts are Pocatello Turo and a Munich malt. And then they add midnight wheat from Washington. Now, does a midnight wheat mm. add color, darkness? Yes. That is a that is a yeah. as a like a roasted wheat. Or I guess okay. I, well, I don't think it's it's not roasty. It's, it's, it's toasted. It's deep bitter. But it's really black. Roasted, it's yeah. it is it is black. So that's definitely yeah. where pretty much. Yeah. I got to imagine that's where almost yeah. all the color is coming from. Yeah. Uh, I think they take the husk out of the, the wheat yeah. or something possibly. Yeah, yeah. It's very um. It's pretty friendly to work with. I mean. Yeah. We, we brewed a fair amount of midnight wheat included uh, beers ourselves. Yeah, it's almost all black when you look at it in the uh, yeah, bag. Yeah, or uh, dark brown anyway, real dark. And and they actually say when it comes to the hops, maybe you can tell me what this means. They said they go with a PNW blend of mang mag. Well, this is difficult. Mag magnum. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's magnum with an M before the G. Okay, and crystal. For the hops now, what's PNW blend? Uh, I don't know. That Pacific must be, Northwest must be some local oh, blend because they grow a lot of hops in Idaho, number two in the country, and they don't all have even names. They call those blends, and they have numbers only and that kind of stuff. So it it must it must that, relate to that. that, that, that well, I think those are both Pacific Northwest hops. Too. Yes. Those are both, oh, Pacific yeah. Northwest. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Tom, credit goes to Tom. I don't right. know if they got it in the mic, but Tom, Tom <laughs> yeah. figured out. He did. The, he the did. Phil just that. ignores me, which is <laughs> normal. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Tom, you you said you wanted to talk, but TJ jumped in. So, so you know so what? You snooze, ma you lose, mag buddy. Magnum for the bittering, probably, and Crystal for for their later right. editions. And, and it says here, ignoring the traditional Halatile styles, those wacky yeah. people. They're just ignoring <laughs> well, the and, and the Caramunic, apparently. And the, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the recipe, the Waltzite is also his his own invention. So it has it carries very little resemblance on what Germans do, but for some reason it tastes <laughs> rather good. Yes, I'm, yeah. this is quite a delicious model. I, I would have never guessed Midnight Wheat. That is no. Just, yeah, um, isn't that wacky? That, that, that's, it's a bizarre choice, but I mean, hey, it works. You know, <laughs> it works. Like, the, the beer looks the part, and uh, I, I think for an American audience, it, it, it tastes the part. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can definitely tell that there's some crystal malts in there, that, that it's not, like, strictly a German... No, a German beer, but it doesn't make it a bad beer. It's a very no, bad beer. no. That's and right. I can tell I you, they did. That. They did open in July of, or just after July the twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Because there's an article yeah. about them in the Idaho Statesman newspaper, and oh, it said, okay. uh, "Heard of this new Boise brewery? Nope. It opens Friday with a great beer garden. Okay, so, so it's less than cool. a year." 
Yeah, yeah, so good for them. Well, um, I think this one um, has turned out to be um, quite a little gem so far. Um, I think the next one that we're going to do um, might actually rival that, but it's a completely different style. So we've had like three classic styles, uh, a Marazin, um, a UK IPA, and then what was the first one? I forgot. Alt, alt, alt. An alt beer. There we go. Um, so which was the best one? Probably this one. The Marazin? Mm, yeah. Marazin. Yeah, okay. I, Let's go. Know, I mean, you know, you I, can't really compare the styles. I don't have very many, I don't have very many good English IPAs. I'm going to go with that English IPA. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 I, 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 guess we really I guess we shouldn't take the Bitter Creek into account <laughs> at this point. And, and for anybody who's listened to this, this is a very arbitrary and random uh, opinion that we give. And it oh, really is in the the mouth of the uh, taster is because John always takes a contrary position uh, to anything that I like so, but I think the next one that's coming up um, will actually um, shine with him and me I hope it bloody well does okay we're going to go to one of the bigger Breweries. I guess you could call it a macro brewery in Boise anyway. Uh, Sockeye Brewing Company. We've had several of their beers before. And this one that you have uh, brought for us is part of their Barrel Aged series. Uh, and this is their Peach... And we've got another Creek. Okay, they like their Creeks out there. This is their Peach Creek Fruited Sour. So, Mark, while I'm pouring out this rather delightful-looking bottle, uh, could you give us any information about Sockeye? Uh, Have so you been there? Yeah. It's walking distance from the house, so that's one of the advantages. Your house? My house, okay. yeah, over there. And uh, Tim, who is normally in charge of these barrel-aged things, so he, he, he makes them. He's very good at, at doing uh, these beers. So, Tim, thank you very much, anyways. And uh, uh, they have two locations. The brewery is only in one location now. They moved out there. They have huge brew house. They have lots of room to expand. And they're making good beers. And especially the, where the bar and and the restaurant is spectacular, where the where the brewery is. The old the other one the old one is old one, but it has the atmosphere though. So so uh, both are good. Uh, and they they have all kinds of variety of beers and. Uh, I think we need to have that kind of a baseline brewery in town. Now, you always mention about at the bottom of a ba uh, bottle of beer, then when there is some type of yeastiness at it, oh, this is the good stuff. Yes. Well, I can see at the bottom of this a shitload of good stuff, but it is very, uh, <laughs> there's quite a bit of beer in there, but it's a very cloudy uh -huh. now compared to how I poured it out into the, uh, mm -hmm. into the small tasters that we have. And as I look at this beer, it poured out like a like a like a deep cider almost. That's how I can describe it. But there have been a few comments already that this is um, a barrel-aged fruited sour that comes in at eight and a half percent. Now, am I correct in saying that's reasonably on the high side for a sour? There's no oh, limit, really. No. Yeah, no. No, no, no limit. No, no limit. No, I don't think. Versus maybe traditional 
sours, right? I mean, if you're talking about like kettle sour beer yeah. and things, but I mean, like if you're that, gonna throw like this into a barrel, advice, but if you're throwing this into a barrel, though, you want it to be like you Belgians have them all kinds of percentages over there, so I don't think there's any limits. Okay, yeah, it, it seems like it's it's kind of a wild west, and sours yes. are not my, my not my strong suit. I'm just. I know my traditional kind of German. Oh, the Berliner, sours. yeah. Yeah, if, I, if you're talking like Goza or Berliner, oh, those yeah, are the, traditional. Yeah, they small. are German, are low, but yeah. I think we're more in Belgium here. Yeah. So, um, uh, John and I sat on his deck last summer, and we sampled um, a peach sour. Was it from these guys, Sokai? I can't remember, I can't but remember. I, I know it was bloody delicious, and that's why I, I thought, okay, maybe we've got the same sort of thing going on here. I'm, I'm going to start the ball rolling here and say, this am the beer of the night so far, because this is so delicious. Mm. So, so delicious. John? I totally agree, Phil. It's right, uh, perfect for right now. Perfect for spring. It's Something that I would love to sit down with a delicious piece of well-marinated uh, and, and seasoned salmon done on a grill. Have that on the side with a little asparagus, maybe some peppers. What would you have with your salmon? Uh, you, you do a lot of salmon uh, fishing, right? What do you do your salmon with? Um, I, I, do, I use a lot of squash and zucchinis and, and, and those kind of things. They, they, I think they go well if... Uh, See, the traditional Scandinavian way is the potatoes, but if you get out of that mode of operation, then zucchinis and squashes are good. There you go. Cook them on the get-the-grill mark. Yes. Um, just, do you guys do, uh, TJ and Chuck, mm. do you do any sours over there at the, uh, the home brewery? or uh... Uh, Berliners. Or, Berliners, okay. And, uh, but other than that, we haven't really delved into that too much. So we are tinkering with soon. it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, soon we're gonna we, we are going to start trying to do rotational sours, small smaller batch rotational sours, mm. and we've we've figured out a good way to do it on our much not much larger system, but. Um, we don't want to do. Th- we're a thirty barrel brew house. We don't want to do thirty barrels of sour. We're, yeah, we're just, right. that's yeah. just not our wheelhouse. Um, but we're gonna do it on a smaller scale using one of our smaller vessels, um, and we're looking forward to it. I think the first one that we're gonna do is going to be a. Uh, we're gonna steal some of the wort from our hefeweizen and uh, add some guava puree to it and make a, make well, that a small always guava makes a nice one. Yeah, that always makes a nice yeah. one. I think uh, Metal Monkey did one of those quite successfully. I, I like guava a lot in beer. I, yeah. I, you don't see it in a lot of beer, but the few beers I've ever had, the first one I ever had was called, it's a half acre beer called the Summer of 76, I think it was. I might be wrong on the number there, but it was a guava IPA. Absolutely amazing. I think they, they pull that one out of the out of the, the backlog every once in a while and release it in cans, but... Um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe see it uh, out there. That's that's a really good guava beer, and I think guava would go really well on a sour now, too. Now you have mentioned that, then maybe that will be one of our uh, next beers because this is beer number four, and uh, we're going to have votes on the next one. But I think I've, I'm going to call an audible here and go with. Uh, you have a can of summer. I have a can of beer with guava and hibiscus. We'll come oh, to that in right. just a second. Seeing as you like it so much, um, Tom, a pop quiz for you. Uh, what type of barrels do you think that this was put into? And don't say round. <laughs> <laughs> does, does wood count, or is that still a smart yeah, yeah, answer? Yeah, so they are oak oh, barrels. But, yes. you know, what, what, what was in them before? Can um, you make a guess? 
Well, it, it, I would go... Wait a minute. Did you read the label? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not, actually. And, I, and <laughs> while I have my iPad in front of me, I haven't looked it up. Okay. Um, what do you think? I'm not, I'm not thinking wine. Um, I would think either maybe maybe raw oak barrels. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not getting wine though. Pop quiz then, John. I'd say Chardonnay. I'm gonna guess white wine. Same thing, Chardonnay. Yeah, white white, white wine. Okay. So, did you read the label? No. Okay, good man. So you are spot on, John. <laughs> this is a Chardonnay, Chardonnay barrel. Yeah. Yeah. And it says it was actually a reclaimed Chardonnay barrel. So I wonder where they reclaimed them from. Um, go down to the barrel oh, maker. Hey, that's yeah. my barrel. Give it back to me. <laughs> Got it. Um, and they've used a locally sourced sweet peaches, which I think actually the peach flavor is there, but I think the the tartness and the barrel comes through more predominantly. But peaches have always been one of my favorites in a sour ale or something like this I, i'm not a big sour guy but i i think well, no, no, you're I think, quite I think, tall i think part of that <laughs> i think part of that is is because uh a lot of times some of the fruits just are they 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 do really acidic fruits that are really bitey peach is a lot more mellow and i i just i like the blend of it better, it fits right? in very well thank yeah. you yeah. yeah it does yeah especially in a beer that's got some you know it's 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 probably just at the cusp of being maybe too boozy you know, this one. Like, like I don't, I don't get any particular no. booze, but I think if it was much higher at all, you, you might start getting it a little bit. It might distract. Mark, do you want the good stuff? A little bit. Yeah, he wants Please. a little bit of the good stuff. There yeah. it comes out very cloudy. Anybody want yeah, good that's, stuff? That's oh, good I'm stuff. good. I'm good. good on that. I'll do. I'll do the ash. He'll have stuff. the good stuff. Okay, so go. um, this is um, actually, I think, uh, a tremendous beer. Um, John, you and I have had beers like this before and enjoyed them. Uh, all I want to say it was an Upland that we had. An Upland, okay, Upland, that could have been yes. good. In Indiana. Yes. Now, I would like and to... I do have a question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Right now? Oh, yes, please do. Upland made a big deal about having their sour brewing done in a completely separate brewing room because they sure. said something about the possibility of you know, uh, cross contamination depends on the kind of sours you're doing. So, like the kind of, I, I'm assuming you're leading that towards like yes, us. Like, guys. how are we? So we're we're the the are going to be kettle sours. Kettle sours <laughs> are very yeah. safe because you yeah. you sour in your boil kettle, and then when yep. you're when you determine that the souring is done, you you kill everything in there by by heating it up. And so, what's it. the other one called? Is that where they Thank do you. it in a cool ship? Well, the the other way to I, oh. cool, cool ship is one method. I'm I'm very unfamiliar with cool ships. Mm. Um, I I I've never worked at a brewery that's had a cool ship. We don't have a cool ship. Mark, you wanna? Well, uh, yeah. What they do in Belgium, cool ship is open vat like a swimming pool that you fill up with beer. I mean, wort. <laughs> and then the, the basically the the bacteria, uh, yeast, whatever comes off the air. Then and that's when leading back. That Those are for wild ales. Wild yeah. ales. That's a spontaneous and, and, thing. And going yes. back to like if you use Brettanomyces and all these other bacterial things or yeast or whatever so that's why i'm saying those are the things that cause you trouble like you said the lactose is that's yeah that's safe but if you if you have these wild yeast coming in they can contaminate everywhere anywhere and everywhere and that's where that's why people do that separates and with kettle sours you're using only lactobacillus so, typically because so yeah, lactose, works, it, lactose right? works pretty yeah. quick um yeah. i think like brett and pedio and i could be totally wrong on this i think they're, they take a lot longer to work. They take so usually, years sometimes. Yeah, 
Yeah, you you so that 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 works well in a barrel, like with this beer. Yeah. Because you put them in a barrel, you you make sure they're bugged, and and you forget about it until yes. it's time to taste it, yes. and you determine that it's done, and then then you make sure that you package it in such a way where you keep it away from from yes. all your other yeah. you're, you're uh, correct other stuff. So, um, I know that um, those folks from BrewDog, oh. um, who were wacky to start with, and are now just trying to clean up getting everybody to invest in in craft breweries um they once did in one of their shows um a wild ale or a sour ale where they actually soured it by them and jim cook from sam adams jumping into the what the work oh, yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't warm but they jumped in it so they I mean, they'd taken it a shower before, bacteria. but it was their bacteria. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not certain if that's good or bad. I mean, you know, let's, let's say you were in there and farted. I mean, what the... <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot of bacteria. Anyway, this one is tremendous. Um, I really, really <laughs> like it. We'll come back and have uh, a different type of sour. Actually, I'm going to hold the uh, one that I mentioned to you because... I have another one. Anybody know Wells Brewing Company in England? Oh, yes. What are they famous for? Two, like, really oh, wacky beers. Banana beer. Yeah. Thank you. And Hold that. double chocolate, too, right? Uh, yeah. a, a sticky toffee pudding. Okay. I've but go back to the banana bread. Hold that thought. We'll be back in a sec. So I've mentioned bananas, or bananas, as you guys say in the in the last Banana. segment. Bananas, thank you, Chuck. Um, and then uh, Tom <laughs> off off mic was talking about. Well, this is eight point five. It seems to be higher. Our next beer is actually eight point five, and he also brought up the fact that um, another. What was it? Fudra One. Oh, Fudra One uh, from Pollyanna. Yeah, I'm actually wearing my Pollyanna you, brew shirt you are. today. Doesn't have my name on it, so oh, there we go, ding. Oh, now he dings. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep prompting him. We'll, we'll get him there. So we're uh, we're swapping states here again, and we're heading this time to Iowa. So you must have got this when you were closer to uh, Illinois, right? Mm -hmm. um, this place is called Back Pocket Brewing, and they have two locations: one in Coralville, Cor Coral. Coralville, C-O-R-A-L, and the other one in Dubuque. Which one did you go to? Uh, I was in Coralville, which is Iowa City, actually. Oh, okay. Iowa City. All right. So we are going to challenge our, um, our taste buds on this one because this is called Banana Bread Sour. Hence, I was talking about the Banana Bread uh, beer from Wells in England. So has anybody had that banana beer, by the way? Nope, there's silence, no. and I'm not surprised. Uh, anyway, this one um, has a little bit of um, a connection, just slightly, with one of the ingredients to Church Street's Devil Advocate, which recently was given a 93 exceptional on Beer Connoisseur's ratings. Round of applause. <laughs> golf clap, golf clap. Cheers. Um, so this one is, as I say, from the Back Pocket Brewing Company, Banana Bread Sour. You have a small but rather delightful-looking grow uh, growler of it, right? Yeah. So tell us the story while uh, I'm pouring. <laughs> tell, tell, I can't tell do you, two things tell, at once. Tell you the story. Yeah, this this is a brewer that used to brew a lot of German-style beers, uh, but now they have a new brewmaster out there. Things have changed. 
and the the beer selection has got a lot, lot more colorful, I would say, and um, and they make in all kinds of different beers. Um, they have uh, wood fired pizza oven in the corners. You can order pizza, eat pizza, and drink and drink your beer out there in the location. Uh, it's it's very nice location, and. Uh, Give us a glass. Yeah, give you a glass. <laughs> all right. No, I can't do two things at a time anymore. No, no, me neither. Right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, anyway, so they have the new new beers, and that's why I visited this brewery because I don't know what the new flavors there are. So we are just about to experience that now. Then. So they uh, have. Uh, they were actually in a pub or a restaurant called the Old Man River Restaurant, which was 2008, then it changed over and it now became the Back Pocket Brewing Company. And they were a seven barrel brew house. Mm -hmm. And their first beer was another classic style, a Donkle. Yeah. Who has looked at the color of this beer and the aroma? Hands up. Okay, Tom. This is like, by the way, this is like controlling a, a classroom of of kids, you know. Okay, sit down at the but, back there. But, okay. but they're yes, usually teacher. more well behaved. So. Yes, yeah. teacher. Um, they're in drinking. It's um, <laughs> it's it's a it's definitely not uh, not clear, but that's okay. Um, there's something there's something in it, and I'll admit I looked it up because I was kind of curious. Um, this isn't a normal sour. Um, and it, and admittedly, I found out it's a spice sour, which is probably why it's a little bit cloudy. Um, nice kind of medium brown color. It's it's interesting. This actually, it almost reminds me a bit of a Christmas ale, um, which was kind of strange when I tried it originally, which is why I looked it up. Um, it's very good. The sour is nice. The spices are nice. It's not what I expected. Like, I don't get a whole ton of banana, but I get a lot of other things. I think that's a compliment when you say it's not what you expected. But on the other hand, I didn't expect to get a beer called a banana bread sour. Um, Fair point. As I said, this has a connection with Devil's Advocate because it has Belgian candy sugar in it. Hey, how do you spell the candy? Is it with a K or a C? C. C, but with an I and not a Y. Yeah, that's right. It's an I and not a Y. Okay, I thought it was with a K. They they spelled it correct. Uh, 10 out of 10 for spelling. Okay. Um... This is brewed with Abbey Ale yeast, which I'm going to assume uh, gives it its 8.5. Yeah, and no, nobody knows exactly what it is. Uh, what, Abbey <laughs> Ale yeast? Right, because it's very, very, not not exactly defined. There's so millions different kinds. Of I, I heard a tale, and maybe it was from you, that you snuck Abbey Ale yeast out of an abbey once. Yeah, I've done a few, a few of those things. Was that one of those ones after you'd had a few of the 8.5s? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, but I, I can die, but I can't talk it in public here. So, uh, yeah, okay, stum, <laughs> stum. Um, what do you get out of this, Chuck? Anything other than the spices and the sugar? Well, there is some banana hiding in there, but it's not, uh, like you said, it's not in your face. It's not forward. So yeah. you're not getting a big banana beer, per se. It's more of a... Sort of a, a balance, really. Sort of a balance of different spices. It's hard to pick out exactly what spice that is. Well, the, the, the manager of this place, I talked to him, the brewers weren't there because it was weekend, says that make uh, or uh, is distinguishable that it's not just banana beer. There is the bread in it, too. 
So taste it uh, with that kind of a yeah like mindset. Okay, sure. taste the bread too. Was that Aaron Vargas? You don't know it. He's I, the general manager. No, of the, no, operation. this was just a bar manager at the time. Let me tell you who the brewer is out there. It's a guy by the name of Lucas Henriksen, and then uh, he's the head brewer. And then the other brewer is Jake Nosp. I think K N O S P. Um, there seems to be quite a team out there, so it seems to be quite a big locate, especially if they've got two locations, right? Right. So nobody's hit on the other ingredients in this. Uh, <laughs> TJ, I, the first thing that came to mind for me was nutmeg. Is that in there? Uh, doesn't say does that. Say it. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, it does say on the label that they gave it was a dessert sour, which actually is kind of a new. Uh, you know, mm. name for me. You know, new new style dessert style. Probably could have a dessert style. Sa- God, <laughs> a dessert sour and a pastry stout in well, the same if session. This is the next pastry stout I'm leaving now. Phil, okay, Phil, this fits <laughs> into the specialty beer category by any definition. This is just unique beer by itself, and I think the guy made it really clear that it's his. The bread is in there. Taste that too. Okay. That, that, that was really You, you can definitely taste it. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. So he says, it is a fascinating beer. I mean, he says there's ginger and mango in there as well. Oh, wow. Which I'm not getting either of those. No, they are, they no, are too muted for my taste buds. To me, I'm getting like an all-spice nutmeg kind yeah, of Yeah, I, yeah. I, I get sort that of, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And, then, and then I get the banana bread right after that. Like the sour is is like barely there up front. Like I, I think if, you, if you're somebody that really likes really tart sours... This beer might disappoint you because it's because of the breadiness. It's very malty, and, um, and that and that Belgian candy comes out in the finish. I think at the back there, right yeah, at the back. Yeah, I think there's some mango in the finish too, possibly. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, yeah. like mango and then the aftertaste. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. just because he mentioned it. <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't pick it out my on my own. Yeah. No, no, no. So speaking of mentioning, look it, for it. That and I don't know if it's. If, I don't think it's on the the growler, but the description I have. Says aged coconut, and I it does aged I coconut. I don't get coconut, and I for the people that would read this, and there are people that are very polarized on coconut. Either they love yeah. it or they hate it. This is not a coconut beer that you're going to hate if you hate coconut. Right. I don't get whatever it is. It's a great compliment. I don't get a lot of coconut here. This is not a like for being the first word in the description. I don't get that. Good comment. Which is a good thing. Good comment. So, I, I can kind of see how the coconut rounds it out, like yeah. in the bready end. Yep. I still don't get the ginger. I, I, no, I don't get the know, ginger. Is, no, is, is, I love say, ginger. You can say that stuff. I'm open to suggestion, but I'm still not getting it's the ginger. It's buried right. underneath. So, yeah. so John has finished his as normal. Can mm-hmm. I fill you up again? Because that will be Shirley, the sign. Phil. Oh, all right, stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> hey, all right. Sarah. Over here, Shirley. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> There was a pregnant pause whilst I was filling his glass. Um, thumbs? Where? Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. I think I think the most it's unusual beer. For sure. The most the, complex. Of the, of the complex? <laughs> complex only by virtue of the description. Because right. if no. I find all that shit in there, then it's complex. But I'm not. I'm only getting two or three of them. I don't get the coconut. I don't get any coconut. I don't get the coconut either. No, I don't get the coconut. Maybe because it's aged. It's a newer coconut. It does come through in the bready end a, l- a little bit, but like yeah. I would never have picked it out if nobody said anything. That's how yeah. subtle it is. Yeah. 
Or maybe my pal is just not that. No, no, you're okay because I didn't either. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> okay. So they they're at, so a little bit more. Their actual production facility and a tap room is located in Iowa River River Landing, which yeah. that's in Dubuque, right? Coralville? No, 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 no. This this oh. is in Iowa City. It's right oh. off the I-80. It's like you can see it there. It's only like hundred yards from the highway, and oh, it's on okay. the riverbank out there. There's a big one of these Radisson hotels or whatever right next door to it. It's like almost look like upscale uh, shopping area that you go into walking around and there are bars and restaurants and you have a drink here and there and walk around. They say they got German-inspired beers. They, so that's they why did you have went that there. before, okay. but not that much anymore. They, it's The beer selection changed uh, whatever I was there five years ago or whenever, and, and that's why I went back now and... Uh, here is the end result. And then uh, the Dubuque, the, is that, how do you pronounce it? Is it Dubuque or Dubuque? Dubuque. 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 Right, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, tap room there in the Dubuque. Yeah, there Shit, you go. I can yeah. still can't do it. In their <laughs> Millwork district. So, um, yeah, I know. Back Pocket Brewing is uh, booming, I guess, um, with two locations. So, um, we do have another beer from them uh, that will probably shell for now but we do have their dunkel and we yeah. might come back and taste that later on so we do have a couple of beers which obviously is a, a classic german style um did i do thumbs i think i did yeah, you I, did i yes. did and where were they all, way all, up. all, all, all up. up and with that and with that i'll stop then <laughs> Final beer of the evening, um, there was a vote, and basically I persuaded everybody that this was the beer that we should have. Um, I think we need to finish on a darker note, and we also need to finish with a brewery that I'm, I'm quite fond of, because Mark, you've brought some beers from this place before, and uh, that was, oh, what, year, year and a half ago, two years maybe, and we've really enjoyed them. This is back in Boise, Idaho, this is Mad Swede Brewing. Now, you're a Scandinavian type, aren't you? Where are you from? Finland. You're an expat Finn. The happiest country in the world. What was that, John? The happiest country in the world. Okay, well, that's... As determined by the United Nations. Really? Are you happy? Uh, are they no, that, that's hogwash. <laughs> that's not even close, but they just think so. So what do the Finns think of the Swedes? Uh, they hate them. Oh! <laughs> well, okay, so the owners of this place... Only, are... only in the sports field and such like oh, situations. Okay. Norwegians, okay. Norwe <laughs> especially hockey and Norwegians are the same way. Norwegians and uh, kind of Finns, they camp out against Swedes, okay? So, so this is kind of like <laughs> England versus Scotland in football. Yes, oh, okay. similar. Gotcha, okay. But otherwise we love Otherwise them. we're fine. Okay, because the owners of this place, Jerry and Susie Larson... We'll never allow you back in the place, right? So no. tell us a little bit about it. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you what we have from them. 
we have a delightful bottle and we've had some of their beers before but this one is called the first king of kiev and we'll talk a little bit about that later it is an imperial stout and i'm glad to say for once this is a straight up imperial stout no adjuncts yeah. i bloody well hope not anyway i'm going to open it up tell us about mad sweet mad sweet uh the brewery, I think they have the most modern brewery in town. It's one of those uh, push button on your phone breweries uh, when you want to start brewing. You know, what? You, oh. you set everything up, you know, <laughs> and you can start the brew. While, by the time you get to work spot, most of it's already done. So they they have very modern modern system out there, and uh, Jerry is very uh, colorful person and very inventive uh, brewer. He makes all kinds of things happen in the house. And it's a small tap room that they have and uh, very friendly. And they have uh, all kinds of other activities happening there at the brew house all the time. Uh, people come there all, not only for the beer, but for these other activities. And I have to say this thing. There's one guy who brings the hot dogs, Chicago-style hot dogs in there. And that's when I show up there. Uh, okay. Why, because you're a hot dog? Yeah, I like hot dogs. I eat them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. <clears throat> That's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> well, you started, okay? <laughs> I'm glad you're eating them. <laughs> so a little word before we drink this. Um, that is that I just took it out the fridge, and I was very... Uh, bad about that because mm -hmm. I should have taken it out about half an hour ago to let it warm up a little bit. That said, we're going to kind of hold this between our legs and hopefully it warms up quickly. It goes well, down there it. again, my Cup goodness. it. There we go. Um, the first king of Kiev. Um, Ukra Kiev is in the Ukraine because it used to be in Russia, didn't it, until they split the bugger up. So yeah. he was actually a Viking. Yeah, not many people know that. So uh, apparently he was adventurous and imperial and he's large and in charge and I'm going to assume that's Jerry Larson because mm -hmm. that's what you described him as. Now does mm -hmm. he do the brewing or is that they have a brewer? Well they have help there but he's still in charge kind of. Okay so we like imperial stouts and um, recently in a couple of shows ago we 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 brew uh, we didn't brew but we reviewed Riverlands Brewing which had uh, new imperial stouts uh, they didn't have their base, but they had four of them with adjuncts. Chuck, you were with me on that show. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. just wish that they'd had the base, right? Oh, yeah. I was, I was waiting for that part. And this thing. Oh. And it, it's all about the base. It's all about the base. Yes. So what we have is, a, is an 8.5% IBU 65, which I think is quite high for a stout, isn't it? Quite low. Not, was it? Not for this kind of stuff. Uh, it's yeah. appropriate. Okay. So they call us an imperial stout. Uh, sorry, it's 8%, not 8.5. I uh, have to be precise. It says nine on the bottle. See, it? it depends. Oh, on I'm looking. I'm looking at it what does. it says online. It okay, does. so somewhere. So wait a minute. So somewhere between put, eight and nine. Oh, wait a minute. What if you put eight percent on your website and nine percent on the bottle? Is that like a bummer for the well, government? I, yeah, I, I, no, I'll, the bottle. I'll, I'll answer this because I think it happens. You know, you 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 brew yeah, just a beer like once. Shit, right? You brew a beer once. <laughs> you you want to you want to tweak a few things. You decide to change the ABV or something. It doesn't always. 
get updated everywhere and and we've had issues like that where we probably have beers that are labeled a, a couple a few percentage points off especially i think with stout uh, we raised our stout abv so you might see it as low as six in some places it's actually closer to seven yeah so, it can move around just saying that it's it's a communication thing with whoever's doing your website and then got like it. if you got X, okay. Y, and Z, and, and so you're not really lying. It's just an error. Yeah, human error. Correct. Okay. And from the legal standpoint, state of Idaho, they don't care whether you have eight or nine. It's irrelevant. <laughs> God bless them. They're very loosey. <laughs> they're loosey out there. Aren't they they? Yeah. for beer and wine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's the profile of a good imperial stout? Who wants to answer, Chuck? We got we got two good beer imperial judges stout. Yes. Are you well, a beer judge, uh, TJ? Uh, I, no, I need to bring him along sometime, though. Yeah, It'd be I fun, be though. Good, though. Yeah, I've never, so. I've anyway. never judged well, in a competition. Chuck, I think you're the better guy to answer. I mean, I can answer, but go ahead. Oh, okay, I'll start out. Well, certainly in the nose, you're gonna, you should get a little bit of alcohol in the nose, and you do. And of course, it looks, it's got that nice dark tan head that lasts, and uh, it's pretty much opaque. Um, you get certainly get lots of dark uh, malt in the nose, and, and hopefully. Uh, you'll get some dark fruit as well. I, I got, the, as I got the dark. I got the dark, and the alcohol. Yeah, but there's a little. Though, there's a little. There's a roasty note mm-hmm. to it too. And but yeah. But oh. then um, when you drink it, there should be like an alcohol warmth, but not a burn. You want a warmth. It's going to be nice and warming, but okay. Not, so hang on. Not harsh. Hang on. Let's go to our receptor specialist. <laughs> How are your receptors there, it's, Mark? Uh, it says, just what Chuck defined over there, it's just nice and warming when Coming it Coming down, down them things. I don't taste much of it. In the nose, like you said, yes, there's a little whiff of it, but really, when it goes down and it warms, just as it should be, and mm. uh, as far as add to Chuck's, it, they, they have that um, dark malt, like the unmalted roasted barley yep. that, that sits in the background. And uh, it, it, it comes through because that's a descriptor of a stout. So does uh, an imperial stout like this have coffee flavors? Because I'm getting that. So here we go. There's that word again, coffee. Now, oh, that word. That word. I don't taste a single bit of coffee in this, but it's very roasty, yes. and coffee is roasted as well. Okay. Yes. And so so a lot of uh, consumers will just uh, automatically, since they've, since coffee is maybe the only thing they've ever tasted before that's roasted, then the first time they happen on one of these, that's the first word that comes to mind. And that's just a vocabulary thing, I think. Because okay. I think if you talk to, if you really say, you know, is that really what your coffee tastes like it's like well no, no like you it's can not. no yeah, it's you're, not. You're, you're spot on so i'm gonna so go i'm gonna go over to john because i had like looked at john and thought he's gonna love this one but john i got i'm sort of totally opposite of the way that chuck is i prefer adjuncts in my stouts my imperial stouts i oh. like i would really <laughs> like to have had that riverlands coconut <laughs> Go go back when they're open. <laughs> oh, go back. Damn. Go back on a Wednesday through Sunday. They're open. They still then. have, have some. Oh yes, they have. We it. didn't have time to. Yeah. So that's fine. And we didn't have time. So, um, but but I, I guess in general, and we're talking about this beer. I think this is a really well-made beer, and I could see how people who like the roasty thing 
could be really turned down by it, but it is not my cup of tea. There you go. But if you give this some age, it could develop some dark fruity. With a, it could develop a next or a level I, of. I uh, think you know uh, it's sort of funny that you say that because I mean, how many times do you get a beer like this? You don't because they're either barrel aging it, yep, or they're or they're throwing yep. in adjuncts or it's like they're yeah. doing anything possible i mean we got a uh uh at benny's we got a stout Bingy, that has mistress uh, Binny. uh bananas speaking of bananas we okay. have uh we have a stout with bananas in it oh who makes that uh I oh i can't remember okay. i can't remember but yeah. uh it, supposedly it's supposed to be quite good um i would agree with you 100 percent. we don't get enough of the base beers um, this one just hits all my buttons in terms of uh, I, they they have it in a bottle, a bomber. I wish they would do it in smaller sizes because I would love to enjoy this without that bourbon, without any of that shit that you're talking about goes in it. Just have this for an <laughs> evening. Let it warm up. Have it with a meal. You know, it, you know, a nice beef or something like a steak. Right. But but this is one though at eight percent, well nine on the bottle, where, as opposed to most bombers of imperial stout, you could actually have two glasses and not feel like you need to go to bed. But mm. on the other hand, are you not? Are you, are your senses not overwhelmed by more than a glass of this beer? Because it is so roasty, because it is so delicious, because every sip has intensity to it and and you're kind of sitting there going wow i don't care it's not barrel aged i just love that taste every time i take a sip um, tj um, he hasn't said anything. he's been sitting in the background <laughs> for once right? he's been yeah, drinking right. his beer <laughs> yes um so my review of this i i think it's very heavy to me it's like a like a dark chocolate and roast combo like a one-two punch um it, it, there's not much else in terms of Extra, you know, I, I don't get like that burnt fruit, which is something that no. I like to get sometimes. Um, I feel like for my personal taste with Imperial Stouts, I, I do like to get that a little bit more, but I, I do occasionally enjoy like the more just like in-your-face, roast-centric beer. It reminds me a lot of like the base version of Yeti from Great Development. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit. A little, my, my, I guess my only complaint yeah. with it, uh, with that comparison would be I, I would like to see maybe... And, and this, with given how much we've talked about roast, I'd like to see just a, maybe just a little bit more caramel in there for a little bit more body. It is kind of medium bodied. Maybe that's a function of where the alcohol is. Maybe this is the eight percent. Maybe it's eight and a half. Maybe it is nine. I don't really know. I feel like that's that's kind of bringing the body just down a little bit because kind of like uh, I think John, you said you you could have two glasses of it. Or maybe it was you, Phil. Um, you, you you could have two glasses of this. For, Tom wants for, two glasses. For, I just I'll, want. I'll, I'll, I don't know who I'll said two glasses. glasses. I heard somebody say two glasses. Like, yeah, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of closer to almost medium body. You could have two glasses of it. Here, yeah. Here's yeah. here's a, 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 a as you were describing that. Here's kind of my thought. To me, Imperial Stout is kind of it's the typical dessert beer. Okay, this there's no there's no sweetness. There's this is a this is roast forward. Mm -hmm. This is not a beer that I'm going to have for dessert. If I have this beer for dessert, I'm going to want to eat again. I want this beer with dinner, yeah. not after dinner. I agree, yeah. I, and I disagree with your comment that Imperial, what the hell is this? Imperial, Imperial Stout <laughs> is, is a dessert beer. 
It's, oh, only, see, a, I, it's I, only a dessert beer if it's really sweet. Maybe this too might be the meal. Raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, this is great with a steak. Yeah, a prime yeah, Caramelized steak, like a for real God dark sake. caramelized steak. And by steak. the way. Like caramelized onions. Yeah, and by the yes. way, Mark, get a couple of bottles of these. Sit it around in your cellar for in two years' time. Let's come back and see how it's aged. Okay. There, there's right. no date on this, right? There is not a. I don't know. I'll have to look while he's talking. He's got a comment. Yeah, I, I, I'd say one thing I say when you say there's no, no sweetness. There's malty sweetness all over the place oh, in this yeah. beer. It's very sweet, malty sweet. Now remember. The, the, there's two kind of sweetness, sugary right. sweetness yep. and the malty wheat with the, with the melanoidins create you, that impression is sweet. And this beer is full of that side, it's not sugary sweetness. So to me, it's very sweet, which it's supposed to be. That's by the design. This beer is supposed to be that way. I, I would say it's probably it's probably it's probably on the lower finishing end of. Correct. The, of, of for for this style though, because that, especially since it is yes, yeah. and that 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 enhances the drinkability of it because yeah. it's not too sweet. You're right. I I agree. I, I wanted to. I, I would guess like like somewhere in the twenties, like like yes. 10, 20, 10, I don't 20 I don't next. know. I can ask. Jerry, Ten twenty you know. what? That that's the gravity, the final gravity. So I I can ask Jerry what that would oh, be. Well, so. no, five six Plato. Yeah, when we drink it, we don't care what Plato is. He's a philosopher, uh, no. and uh, the gravity of the situation. The, the roastiness is how we like the beer. It too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roastiness tastes dry. Too. So, so, I mean, I, I wish I had. Yeah. I wish yeah. I had. Read the label, Phil. I wish no, no, I read no. the, Wait a minute. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Whoa. Children, yeah, yeah. Sit the, the at label's the back. phenomenal. Go Do for it. not say anything. Okay, I wish I'd read the label before because there's more information on here, oh. and the way that they describe it is, is really good. It's a real, it's a book. So I won't take. So Rurik, Rurik, was the first king of the Kievan Russia, Kievan Rush territory. He was a Viking chief, ruled over a large portion of what is now Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia. This regal Russian imperial stout is here. Now, he calls it a Russian imperial stout here. Okay. To take over the pallets... Uh, I don't think it is, though, do you? Is it high enough ABV to be a Russian I don't know. Beer? Anyway, okay, carry on. To take over the pallets of even the most discerning dark beer drinkers. Um, I'm white. I'm not dark. Dark beer okay. drinkers. I know. <laughs> you don't Six. even know the language. You invented the language. Let's work on that. That's American. You can't speak... Northwestern? Yeah. You guys. <laughs> Speak American. You guys. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. I can listen to your earthy, American accent okay, all day. Here we go. <laughs> listen to this. An earthy cocoa aroma <laughs> complements the flavors of dark chocolate, cherry, date, and a hint of coffee. Now, okay, we were talking about that. We didn't hint? think we got fruitiness, but anyway. But here's what it pairs with. Pairs beautifully with a range of foods such as chocolate mousse. There you go. That's your dessert coming Is that in. your moose call? Uh, that's my moose call, yeah. Ooh. New York strip. Hey, have you ever there done you a go. New York there strip? Okay. Rosemary potatoes. I knew a lady called Rosemary once. Her last name wasn't potatoes, though. It was spuds. <laughs> Belly, 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 belly,
overrun our last segment and uh, we still have this delicious beer in our um, glasses i want to i want to go around to everybody and point out the one beer that you really like john kowalski the sour which one peach okay say it don't yeah, spray it <laughs> i caught him whilst he was eating a peanut there we go um tom I- i'm gonna stick with the imperial stout that was really good TJ. Yeah, it's just tough. It's tough. It's, for me, it's kind of between the banana bread and the imperial stout. Okay. They're Chop. very good. I, I like the uh, the UK. Oh, hey! Oh, really? Kiss uh, ass. Uncle Mark. Uh, I like the peach sour, though. I, I have so. to go with that. But I'm very... Uh, I agree with Chuck here that, you know, it could be that, too. But And I would go with the imperial stout. Or and the peach sour. I know I said one, but I'm the host, so bollocks to you guys. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I get to, uh, and you, and get you know to. what? Once again, we apologize to Bitter Creek Brewing for having a beer that I'm sure was not that way when it was on draft. We got Correct. it that way. Mark, go back there, get more beer. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, well, any gentlemen here, actually. <laughs> Only gentlemen um, Chuck, here and me. Yes. It's good night from me and good night from him. And cheers to everybody. Oh, it sounds it's like a, a Christmas song. Time, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen, please. Drink mm. up your beers. And you got homes to go to? Come on, get out of here. <laughs> Blimey, Chuck. Yeah. What are you going to say? Uh, you could... didn't drop off this time. You kept quite loud. I'm very, I was very loud, wasn't I? You were. Yeah. I thought that was okay. It was your American accent that was throwing me off. Why, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pint, Yankee! Go, give us a pint. You got any tetanus? Uh, a pint, please, Barbara. Give me another pint. Please, Barbara.